and he was just very like, "Oh, I don't care. I, I'm French. I do my Boy, thing." Hey, hey. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, I sounded more like Fat Albert than I did. <laughs> <French. Hey, hey. laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the one where we review Crimson Peak. And uh, we're excited to be back. We've had a couple weeks off. I, as always, I am your host, Brandon Rabar, joined as always by Jacob Crisip and Rachel Jameson. In case you don't know what Crimson Peak is, let's listen to this trailer. Ghosts are real. That much I know. I've seen them all my life. Would you be mine? Edith, this is my sister. I don't think she's the right choice. You have to trust me. Your bride is frozen. I run you a hot bath. There are parts of the house that are unsafe. What was that? The house as old as this one becomes in time a living thing. Never go below this level. It starts holding on to things. Has anyone died in this house? Specific deaths, violent deaths. In your own best interest, proceed with caution. Keeping them alive when they shouldn't be. If you're here with me, give me a signal. She knows everything. Do we have to do this? Must we? Yes. You have no idea what they do. What do you want? Here's the synopsis of Crimson Peak, in case you didn't pick up on it. In the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Trying to escape the ghosts of her past, she is swept away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. Ooh. You say breathes, bleeds, bleeds, bleeds. That's hard to say. It is breathes, bleeds. Good job. Unique New York. Unique, Unique New, New York. York. Unique New York. Of course, it's uh, written and directed by Del Toro. Um, I Guillermo, not Guillermo. Benicio did, Del. Well, you dodged that one. I did. I did. I <laughs> you don't know how to say true. Guillermo? I would have said Guillermo, but you're right. It's Guillermo. Guillermo. It is Guillermo. But yeah. I I'm win. terrible at saying it. Starring Mia and was, Jessica. <laughs> what's the casket? Wasn't she in Monsters, Inc.? Uh, <laughs> Uh, you just got it, didn't you? Yeah. I got the fake laugh, but now and then I, I got can't the real think laugh. Of his name, though. Mike Wiskowski. Wiskowski. It's Mike Wiskowski and Mia Wiskowska. Yeah. Uh, Wiskowska. Jessica Chastain, Tom Hiddleston, otherwise known as Loki. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, otherwise known as Jax from Sons of Anarchy. Otherwise known as Sexy. Continue. <laughs> Jim Beaver, otherwise known as uh, the guy from Supernatural. That's not hot. And Deadwood. And Deadwood, yes. Um, anyways, a great cast. And Breaking Bad. Pretty small cast. It is a small cast, but but considering a solid the, the, cast. the main characters and supporting actors, I mean, I'm looking at some of these other actors in here, and I barely remember them outside of like six. Yeah, I mean, because it's really it really is focused on probably five people total, and that's really all you see. Uh, this is a classified as drama, fantasy, horror, and I think that kind of sums it up. I don't know. I just yeah. call it. Drama fantasy creepy. I just more. call it Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, good yeah. call. So, uh, quick thoughts, uh, initial thoughts before we kind of sit down and break this thing down. What What would you think overall of this movie, Jacob? I uh, didn't like it. I thought it was pretty. 
Uh, that's that very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I thought it was really uh, filmed really well. I thought, you know, as we know about Guillermo del Toro, his style yes. is so unique. Uh, such a cool look to most of his movies. They're almost always really dark um, with like some, I guess, really cool lighting or colors or things like that. And of course, that definitely came out in this movie with a lot of the reds. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. If, I don't even think it was overkill. It has just such a, a neat style to it. But that probably is the only good thing I personally can say about it. I was really annoyed a lot with the storyline, a lot of choices, a lot of the dialogue. Um, it wasn't so much the writing I had. I just thought just the way it was executed by some of the actors was just choppy. Um, I wasn't that much of a fan. I, outside of the look of it, you know, it looked pretty, but I, I wasn't, I just didn't care for that much. I was really disappointed because I was looking forward it. to the, yeah. this movie for quite a while. I remember. I, I like Guillermo del Toro. I like uh, Hellboy a lot. Uh, both both the Hellboy movies I, I really like. Um, what was the other one he did? Not Pan's the, uh, Labyrinth. Yeah, and I, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth yeah, is the other one I really great. like. I didn't yeah. care much for the the robot versus uh, Godzilla movie. What do you call it? It's the Pacific Rim. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you hated Pacific. Rim. Uh, I thought it was just it was just too much for me. So really, I'm kind of been disappointed kinda, with his movies and lately. And I don't know how I feel about that. And in fact, after I watched this movie, we already made our list. We already made up our top five list. And I almost kind of wanted to find a way to create a list where like, you know, top five directors who have such potential, but just can't do it. Can't, can't get it right. Cause I have a lot that I would add to that, you know, other, other directors. And he might very easily be in this list because his last couple of movies I thought were, they looked great, but they're just stinkers. So that's just my first overall opinion. Okay. I, I had no idea where you're going to go on this because I know you were looking forward to it. And it's funny because, you know, we, we bounced around the option of Crimson Peak or Goosebumps. And Jacob really wanted to watch Crimson Peak. And he may have ended up liking Goosebumps more. I don't know. Could have <laughs> gone either way, you. actually. Rachel, what were your overall thoughts of Crimson Peak? Uh, I definitely liked it more than Jacob did. But I will say that it fell in the same line of horror movies that del toro has done for me uh, like um mama i felt the same way about this movie as i did about mama don't be afraid of the dark uh splice like the orphanage i, I feel the same about every single one of these movies and these are his horror movies is, i really like that... the orphanage i didn't know he did any of those movies um yeah. to me they're they're good not great but they're beautiful they're really really pretty to look at uh beyond that i didn't nothing really stood out i mean there was nothing like exceptional about this movie and i just didn't think that there was anything that totally sucked about it either um so all in all to me it was i'd probably give it a 6.5 like it's probably better than your average movie just because it's so beautiful but i i wasn't in love with it or anything yeah okay that's you know i i think i line up more with you I I liked the movie, but I saw all the issues with the movie. But I am a sucker for creepy movies. I'm a sucker for movies that look pretty. And, you know, I am naturally drawn more to movies that are, you know, kind of scary, creepy, horror-type movies. Uh, but, but there were a lot of issues. But there were a lot of things I liked, too. I thought Jessica Chastain was fantastic as a villain. Um you didn't think so? No, I thought she I thought was great. She was annoying, but way she, overdone. But I, for I this didn't role, get that either. Tom Hiddleston was the only ca character I thought was good, but I honestly think he's a very good actor. I, of course, I think she's a good actress, but I thought she was so annoying. Good. Really? Oh no, yeah, no, no, it's no. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that is. I, I mean, I think, but my issues might be with the storyline and where they decided to go with it. Hey, remember we always spoil here on. Pulp Fiction, so we're probably going to spoil some some pretty important notes in it as far as brothers and sisters hooking up. <laughs> <laughs> as far as incest goes. Yeah, as far as incest goes. <laughs> but the, I mean, that was a pretty obvious twist, though. I mean, I, I think that... Did you see it coming? Uh, I, I think I did. Uh, did you see it coming? Yeah, from the way that she was acting. She, Not necessarily she was, him, she was so but, jealous but her. Yeah. Of, of the relationship between um, the the chick from Monsters Inc. and uh, Loki, uh, she was so jealous of those two. Well, and it kept me questioning, like they're brother and sister, right? Like the way she was acting, right. I like questioned, like, uh, 
is that her assistant? Like, like faking. Because... I didn't know if they were faking the brother sister right. relationship. I didn't think that they were, but I thought that there was definitely some sort yeah, of relationship, some weirdness like a, going like a on physical there. relationship between them because she was so jealous. Like when she they was. stayed at the hotel or the lodge or whatever it yeah, was, she flipped out. She freaked out. Yeah. Um, but I, my thing was, I actually really liked Jessica Chastain in it. I thought she made a good villain. I thought that she was, um, you know, she, I just like her and I liked her as a bad guy. Uh, but I did like Tom Hiddleston as well. Interesting thing on Tom Hiddleston though. Uh, so the movie ends right and you know it's kind of given this he's kind of given this heroic send-off and like it's kind of sad or whatever and i know misty was like really upset he's like oh he was such a sweet guy i'm like dude no he, he wasn't went along with killing all these people and like yeah okay so he fell in love with with the main character and so he did redeem himself at the end because he finally found love and so he wasn't willing to kill somebody for the first time uh but it was kind of funny because even the movie itself kind of gave you this feeling that he was this good sweet guy i'm like no he's still a horrible no person. i didn't get that from the movie i didn't either actually like i never okay. really bought into it it must just be misty's sensitive heart or something because <laughs> I, 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 I i didn't care I mean, about I, him. I never really bought into him being that evil, to be honest. And and the reason why I kind of was dogging on Chastain was, was just like, you know, she was pretty stiff throughout the movie. And it wasn't until, like, it hit the fan the last 10 minutes that it's like, oh, finally we see a little bit more out of her rather than just kind of being the stiff, like, you know, chewing out a brother character that she was portraying. Um, like, I thought that last 10 minutes was really kind of the – the most exciting part of the movie. Oh, it was for sure. You yeah. know, and especially where it was filmed in outdoors in the white. And yeah, uh, yeah that was, was really, really cool. It's beautiful. It was. But like, just to see her just finally loosen up a little bit. I, I thought the movie was kind of long. It was long. Um, yeah. I, I completely could tell that we were yep. going on a sixth sense road. Spoiler alert. Maybe where he was, where they were trying, where she was maybe going to help the ghosts. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah that, that was pretty, I, I saw that, was that coming apparent. pretty early on. Yeah. She never, yeah. you know, I, the ghosts really weren't, scary in this sense well once you figured out that they were good once you figured out that they were the victims and that they were basically going to help her and they were gonna i never work really together. got a sense that they were evil though right and that's probably because where it starts out where it's her own mother helping right. her out you right know? exactly like, like but that's, that's another del toro, del toro thing that's though. where he's really like, good at like making these just these twisted vivid looking creatures who are actually aren't good. all that bad right right and uh and that definitely happened here and you know, as far as the incest thing goes, I don't know if I necessarily saw that coming, but I completely saw that she was, she being um, Jessica Chastain's character, you know, she was doing the, the one doing all the damage. That's why I was saying I didn't really buy into Tom Hiddleston being that bad of right. a bad guy because he was so sweet and charming and nice at the whole thing and consistently saying, uh, you know, we, you know, the way he was looking at uh, Mia Wasikowski or whatever and, you know, just acting like he was falling in love. And I was like, I don't say I was just annoyed with it because at no point did I ever feel like he was threatened, thre a threat to her. I did think that he was the one who murdered her father. You know, I didn't think that was, I was not convinced yeah. at all that it was Jessica Chastain who right. reared back a, you know, right. a 220 pound man <laughs> and, you know, right. bash his head into a sink or whatever. But because women are weaker than men. Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I always have a hard time buying that when, when, you know, no, I agree. Women that size yeah. take down a, a giant man, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I, you know, I have a hard time believing. You know what Brian I have? And Tarth a... can. Uh, what? So what? No, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that anyone would pick Tom Hiddleston over Charlie Hunnam. That's what blows my mind. Yeah, I no, know I that Tom Hiddleston is like some ladies uh. love them. But I'm like, he's freaking Loki. Did you really think that was the right choice? He's Loki. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, Missy and I went with two other girlfriends, uh, and they were both like all about Tom Hiddleston and, and Missy. I and don't I'm like, what get the heck? that. Like, Charlie Hunnam's way hotter. Like, why is she choosing him? Yeah, probably because Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam's a terrible actor. I mean, well, yeah, he's, he's Hiddleston's, so Hiddleston's like, definitely a better the, actor. The way he talks, it's always like this. 
with a quick pause between each take. And it's like, dude, just stop. Give up right now. So kind of like- go back to underwear modeling or whatever. <laughs> it's just unreal. <laughs> like Loki blows him out of the water when it comes to acting. Oh, no, no, no. Hiddleston is definitely a much, much better actor. <laughs> oh, he is. But I don't think Charlie Hunnam is as bad as you think. I don't oh, know why both of them are fighting insane. over me and Waskakowski. They're both kind of a strange cast, I think. I think Tom Hiddleston has a look about him, especially with that darker hair. There, I can see that casting choice. Obviously a good actor, but... You know, Charlie Hunnam has like this good looking doctor and that's all he really ended up being. I thought there's gonna be more to that later on. Yeah, there wasn't much you know, to his and, character really. And and so it's like I was like, Okay, we kinda of just wasted Charlie Hunnam here. We did, yeah. I thought, you know, at some point he'd rip off that shirt and you see I was those gonna raging say, he biceps. never he never took and his shirt like, off. It was a total waste of, of Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'll recognize that. No, if we want to talk about bad acting, I like Jim Beaver because I like him in Supernatural. Uh, but I thought he was pretty terrible. He was clunky movie. in this too. I thought he was pretty terrible. Uh, he was supposed to be playing. He was playing Mia was Waskakowski's uh, father, and I just didn't. He didn't convince me at all. It was like some, you know, that era of like gentlemen or whatever. It just wasn't convincing right. at all to me. He didn't have that presence of a man who's established yes. and wealthy. Yes. I, I think I just he still seem like a hillbilly from to Deadwood. Me. Yeah. All I could see him was he, the gold the, yeah. the painter from Deadwood. And he's from Oklahoma. I like this dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um but but I, I still just saw him as like a redneck hillbilly that was like posing as this like proper gentleman with with wealth and power. That thing is where I had my problems with a lot of the dialogue and, and how it was written. It was just stiff throughout the movie. And the only character, the only actor I really actually, you know, me and Wiskowski, she was pretty good. She in was it. fine. Yeah. yeah she, she's she a pretty fine. good actress. It, yeah. She does a lot of indie films and things like that. I wrote down like movies of hers that I've actually, um, well, actually when I'm looking at the movies, I don't know if I liked them or not, but I've never had a problem with her. Maybe it's just the movie. Right. So I like, say lawless, for instance, that movie has its flaws, which actually, ironically, Jessica Chastain's in that too. Yeah. Right. But, you know, she's good in that. Albert Hobbs, or Albert Nobbs. Hobbs or not? Nobbs. Nobbs. You know, she was good Nobbs. in that too. But, like, you know, she, she's a good actress. Those those two I didn't have a problem with. Anyway. How, <laughs> I think I made my point about One last thing I want to talk about. It was gorier than I thought it would be. Did you not remember Pan's Labyrinth? I guess I don't remember it being that gory. Like, would he get shot in the me, face? The the bad yeah, guy. That's true. That was that's true. I, I will say, like that knife in the cheek was like. That's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Like I was like, I, was I, like I well, did not see it coming. Technically, I what's his it. name got shot through the cheek, right? In Pan's Labyrinth. So, uh, I figured at some point it might get like that. See, I just kind of thought it was going to be this kind of mystical, magical fantasy horror. I didn't see the, I didn't see the gore coming. I liked it honestly. I just. It surprised me. She knows who I am and she wants me to leave. Nonsense, my dear. You're not going anywhere. You had a bad dream. You were sleepwalking. No. I'm afraid I shall go mad if I stay. My darling, you're imagining things. Tomorrow, why don't we go out uh, to the post office? I think some fresh air would do you good. No. I have to leave. I have to get away from here. Edith. This is your home now. You have nowhere else to go. Like, like all of a sudden, like it was kind of this like mystical movie for like three fourths of it. Then, like the last quarter of it, you got violence, you got gore, you got incest. It became a really cool movie. <laughs> the last twenty the minutes, last, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that last <laughs> twenty minutes or so. Uh, that's actually a pretty good point because I really was annoyed with the first thirty minutes of it, and that's because they're setting up the storyline. We had to get her to the house. Mm-hmm. I feel like it took a really long time it to did. to kill off, you know, her dad and and get everything going. And you know, this was a two hour movie, so we still had an hour and a half left in that house. It it was just a little too long for me. I it was agree. And so by the time we did get to some of that good stuff, it was like, you know what? I'm ready for this to end. Yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> did you jump at all? Uh, yeah, I had a couple good jumps. Yeah, there's 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 some good jump scares. Like when she opens the closet, when she thinks the dog is in the closet, yeah. she opens it. That was a good jump scare. Oh, that little dog. Who wanted to drop kick it? I did. <laughs> really I just wanted to give it a good dog. punt the entire it was really movie. really annoying dog. <laughs> I did. Okay, I last hated thing that. I'll say, I did think it was kind of cool where you found out that they'd basically pulled the scam all kinds of different times. Sure. And basically, they kept, uh, you know, marrying. He kept marrying a chick and killing them and taking their money. That was kind of cool. 
Like sure. I was wondering where it was I all going. I feel like as we're talking about it, it sounds a lot cooler than it was. It sounds a lot more. Well, I enjoyed it. I think more than both of you guys did. There, there is a lot of flaws in it, I and it wasn't as good as I thought that it was going to be. But I did enjoy it. I don't mind the concept. Yeah, there's a lot of good plot points in it. Yeah, I just it's just a little little things for me. But I mean, again, look good. Ah, forget it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would say it met my expectation because that's what I expect about horror movies with Del Toro. Maybe that's really pretty. where I do fail because I don't watch horror movies that much. And look, this isn't super gory compared to you know a lot of horror movies no. I, right. that I'm used to, but it is Del Toro, like you just said. And and so I knew there would be some pretty supernatural, scary elements in it, especially what you saw in the trailer, uh, You know, her being chased down the hallway. There's some really cool-looking stuff as far as design went, oh, right. I, so I want to talk about their their set design. Um, so I thought, oh, that was really good. And yeah, I had some really good jump scares. Like yeah. when she was, even at the very beginning of when she's a little kid sleeping in her bed, yeah. and, and like that hand wraps around her. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was creepy. That was really cool. I, and that's where it was like just almost a miss. Like I was I was really disappointed in this movie because I was I liked Del Toro Del Toro, and. Um, I just really liked Pan's Labyrinth and the Hellboy movies, and I just was hoping for a little bit more. That is, us. did we? Oh, want we all to want to talk about set the, the set design okay. and and the, the outfits and stuff. Like, did y'all notice any of that at all? I thought it was so cool, like really, really well done. Just all the outfits and stuff that they were wearing. I just thought that was cool. I, I mean, I didn't necessarily notice the outfits as much. I noticed the set design, but yeah. Well, and another thing, like what the set design was great. Like that? Oh yeah, the the, I mean, the house great. The location was Man. great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know. The house was, really was awesome. Really it was cool. awesome. I, I was confused by all why this endless loop of leaves were falling onto the ground. Like I there didn't see a no tree trees above that. Yeah, I wondered that too. Above the house, I wondered that too. Like, it was so thing. confusing. Didn't to think me. about that, but for me, yeah. it's like, why would you let it that much cool. snow? Just go inside up. your house. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> it I looks mean, cool. Like, it it did look, look cool but for sure. But it I'd seemed... be pretty pissed. I'd like go oh, someone go fix that yeah. hole in the ceiling. There's a lot of things <laughs> that weren't very practical about that house. Yeah, there really were. I mean, you got like 27 rooms. Rent out some of them. Use that money to fix the roof. Something. Come on. <laughs> but I thought the set design was really, really. It cool. was. I thought the whole look of the movie. Again, the costumes was beautiful. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets nominated for something at least. Yeah, yeah, um, especially for what the women wore. I just I thought that was really, really, really good work. It was, but, and that's the last thing I had to say about it. That is Crimson Peak, reviewed by Pulp Fiction. Looks like we get, we're kind of all over the place on this one. Uh, but if you've seen it and you'd like to leave us some comments, be sure to go to our Facebook page um, and leave us some comments. Now, this is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been watching lately and it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a podcast so we have a few things to talk about i'm curious to see uh jacob i'll let you go first what have you been watching lately movies tv shows whatever you want to talk about yeah it's quite a bit of stuff um i went and saw bridge of spies which when we kind of texted about it a little bit, but i want to talk about it i mean really solid spielberg movie it's almost a shame that we're not reviewing this movie instead because it's spielberg you know uh, what's he do? A movie about every two or three years. Yeah, you know, so and, it's really and it's Tom Hanks. Not only is it Spielberg, and, that's how much I wanted like the, to do the Crimson Pink movies because uh, I mean I was just uh, looking forward to it that much. It looked really cool, but on a, to go back to Bridge of Spies, great solid movie. Is it his best work? No. Will it win any awards? Probably not. Maybe for cinematography, it looked beautiful the way it was shot was amazing that typical kind of historical look that he does with the grains honestly it reminded me of working in the dark room just huh. really cool imagery yeah. every shot was had a really just really cool look to it yeah uh, good acting tom hanks was solid in it and honestly there's a an actor in this that i've never heard before his name is mark rylance and everyone's talking about how this guy is huge on uh on broadway have you ever heard of him I've guy has I won, recognize that he's won face. Tonys. He's won uh, says here two uh, Olivier Olivier awards. Like he's really well known in the Broadway scene, and he was great in his character in this movie. I'm not going to spoil too much, but he is you know the Russian who's been charged with um, being a spy. Uh, I just want to say it's a good movie, solid watch. Whether you go see it in the theater or you rent it at home, definitely worth watching. I, I really enjoyed Bridge of Spies. You know, it's interesting to me. I definitely want to see this movie, but it I feel like at least 
for it being Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks that it kind of has gone really under the radar. I think it's going to be a forgotten Spielberg movie. I think it is. I think it's, all he wants to do is tell a story about a guy who's being a patriot to his country, and that being uh, Tom Hanks' character. And But you do kind of feel like, you know, you know, like, yeah, patriotism, and that's great, and I'm so glad I know this story. But I think it will be forgotten. Yeah, like nobody's you know? really talking. And it the got giant good reviews. Of Spielberg. It got good reviews. It did eh at the box office, and now it just kind of seems like nobody's talking about it. It just kind of seems like it's going to be forgotten, which is too bad. I, of course, I say that, but I haven't rushed out to see it either. And I like Spielberg and Hanks. This could be a really cool movie for anyone who is fifty or old or fifty or older. Because they might remember this time period right, when all this yeah. happened. This was set in like 1957 during the you know the, the peak of the Cold War, you know, right, right after World War II. No one knew what was going to happen with Russia. And, yeah. you know, Germany was still trying to rebound from their whole deal. So there's a whole big portion of the film that deals in East Germany and the Berlin Wall and things that I just don't know enough about history. So it was really cool to learn about. You know, oh, even U two spy planes are go on throughout this. I watched this trailer a couple of times and I still didn't know anything what this movie was about. And that was kind of nice going into it. You know, you can go see Jurassic Park, you know, it's about dinosaurs. Right. You know, you go see some of his other movies like War of the Worlds or things like that. And you had an idea. I just had no clue. And so for a, as far as the Spielberg history movie goes, it was a really good one. Uh, totally worth the watch. So uh, I really enjoyed it. The other one I want to talk about is Pan. And uh, I'm a huge Joe Wright fan, or at least I, I want to believe that I am. I know. No, because you, you, of Pride you, and Prejudice, and I did really like Atonement. Yeah, this you've guy, talked more about Joe Wright oh than... Oh my gosh. Okay, Pan, here's the only good thing I can say about it. Looks beautiful. Terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, the reviews on it were awful. I was actually excited about seeing it, because it's a Peter Pan movie, and it had Hugh Jackman in it. Uh, but then I saw the reviews on it, and honestly, I lost all interest. It was exhausting. I mean, it was just exhausting. The from the music to the I don't know the the just the characters, the storyline in general. Um, the Captain Hook, the uh, the guy who played Garrett Headland played Captain Hook. Oh, actually, or like just him. Hook. I don't know anything about him, and they gave him like a to me what seemed like a Southern accent. It was so bizarre. That like, is I, weird. You know, that I'll give weird you props that... for, you know, trying something new, but this it just didn't work it at failed. all. Just tell me a good Peter Pan story. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like when Disney's doing all these enchantment. Uh, what I don't know if they called it Cinderella. The one just came out earlier this year. Whatever, yeah. Where they're yeah, redoing Cinderella. cartoons. That be this. This could have been a really interesting one. And, right. That's what I thought oh when my it gosh, was first it was announced. All over the map. Not a good review. Okay. And, and it made Jack squat at the box office. It's it's yeah. failed on all levels, critically, commercially, everything. Uh, just exhausted. I, I was really disappointed. Um, I better kind of speed this up. All right. So I saw Man in a Wire because we were going to talk about the Walk. Um, I thought it was an overrated documentary. It gave me zero desire to watch the movie The Walk. I didn't really want to watch it anyway. You all have seen The Walk? <laughs> I've, yeah, seen, I've seen both the documentary and the movie. You have I, too, yes, well. I did. Yeah. So what did you think about the movie? The Walk? Uh, the Walk was interesting in that it was... they. I feel like they made the movie with the audience in mind and we're like, let's make this a little more entertaining than it actually is. So Which they is a made weird it... thing to say for a guy that walked between the Twin Towers. Right. Let's if, make this more right. interesting but than if it you is. Think about did you see it in 3D? Because I heard it's amazing in 3D. I did see, not. And I actually, I wish I had. this okay. is the one movie that I regret not seeing Yeah, because 3D. I bet you all those shots of him on the wire yeah, looking down. I, and all. Afterwards, I, bet you I read a lot of articles about people like getting nauseous and stuff like that. I wish I would have. It actually would have been the worth the money to do it. I you wonder if that's the only reason why they filmed this movie. Yeah. So they can do get away with that 3D look. Well, it's, well, it's a fascinating story. It is. But uh, it, but it's kind of boring. Like, I was going to say, like, the setup to that. What he does is crazy and interesting and, and headline-worthy and movie-worthy. But really, the whole setup to that is kind of boring if you think about it. So I felt like they kind of almost made it a magical movie. It was very, you know, it was very Zemeskis. It was very, like, it almost felt like a... Like a circus show for a while. Yeah. When really it was just him walking a wire. And they they romanticized him way too much. They did. I went back. I had a really hard time rating this movie. I changed my rating back and forth from a 7 to an 8 about four times on it because I couldn't decide where I landed. To me, it's a straight up 7.5. Like, I don't know. 
It's really not good enough to be an eight, but it's slightly better than a seven. Uh, my issue, I think my main issue was that I just don't like the guy. I just don't. And well, I from thought, the documentary, he was right, annoying me in the documentary. He he was just very egotistical, and he had all of these people were were going out on a limb. But they were going out of their way trying to help him accomplish his goal, and he was just very like, "Oh, I don't care. I, I'm French. I do my oh, thing." Hey, hey. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, I sounded more like Fat Albert than I did. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How did Joseph Gordon-Levitt do and portray? That his was character? another thing that I had. I, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Love him. He's one of my favorites. But it, it took me a long time for me to get used to him being that character. And I don't think I ever fully believed that he was not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I agree with that. He seemed like Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing a French accent rather than just being a convincing Frenchman. He was, he was much better at speaking French than he was at making a French accent, which is a little bit it weird. Was. Uh, here's the deal. I also feel like, you know, if you haven't seen the document, you know, I... I don't want to grade it based on what they changed from the actual story because they definitely made his character way more likable. They took out kind of like the, him cheating on his woman and all that stuff. Like they, they definitely romanticized him. They didn't and take made that him out. More likable. Uh, say what? They didn't take that out. Oh, did they include that in the movie? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Anyways. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. But they definitely made it more likable. I think the problem, though, is Joseph Gordon-Levitt himself is so likable and he can't turn it off. And that's one of his <laughs> faults as an actor. Even when he plays somebody that's not supposed to be that likable, he's still so darn likable because he's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I just can't help it. Um, so lovable. But I like the movie. Uh, there were some issues, but I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. The the CGI kind of threw me off at some points, too. Okay. I like the movie more than I like the documentary. Yeah, I guess when you think about it, those towers aren't there anymore. So, well, right. So but it was... Um, was, that the, was that the CGI you had a problem Well, with? no. It, it kind of set me in a weird fantasy world to begin with because the entire narration of the movie that's done is Joseph Gordon-Levitt standing on the Statue of Liberty that is a very CGI shot. I mean, it is not realistic looking even a little bit. Yeah. So... The fact that they opened the movie with that shot, I was like, "Ugh, so much CGI!" And that was already—it made me feel like I'm not watching a real story at that point. Yeah. Because I don't know why they set him there instead of just sat him on a bench somewhere. I don't know. That bothered me. But okay. Nah, if you're bored, watch it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. I mean, it's not a terrible movie. It's worth watching. It's worth watching. It's worth watching. But yeah, you don't need to rush out and see the one. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to kind of get through a couple more of these real quick. All right, so I saw The Judge, and the reason I'm bringing this up is, is have you all seen The Judge? came yeah. out last year. Yeah, The Robert Downey Jr. It was terrible. Yeah, it was, I it was, was bad. starting to wonder, like, anything that it Robert Downey Jr. isn't playing Iron Man, if it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, his older, he's, he's got some older picks, I would suggest. But yeah, lately. I was just embarrassed for all the actors who are even in this movie. You know what's, cr- you want to know the craziest And there's thing a lot there? of good actors in this movie. Well, yeah, there but, was. but the craziest thing is Robert Duvall was nominated for an Oscar for it. Was he really? One of yep. the least deserving. And yeah. I love Robert Duvall. I think Robert Duvall is great. Uh, but one of the least deserving I forgot about Oscar I didn't nominations. remember that. Now, the bathtub scene is like the only scene that I'm like, okay, this is a good scene. Like, this is well done, well acted. It was something. Well, <laughs> but no, I agree with you. I think The Judge is a horrible movie. And like what stinks is that they could have done without that entire scene period. Anyway, I just tried to bring that up. I just couldn't believe how bad it was. <laughs> and it should have been good. Based on the premise and the dialogue and the, and the acting and, talent and all that stuff, you know, it should have been a good movie. Stuff. Oh it was, it was so cheesy and and it was, it was bad. It was yeah. a bad bad movie. Okay, I got to talk about the Departed real quick because you know we did review Black Mass a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I forgot how much the Departed. Well, it was kind of written after Whitey Bulger, right. and so it was really interesting to watch this movie after watching after reviewing and watching Black Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had to bring that up, you know, because uh, there were some very Oh, kind of cool coincidences or well I mean I guess since they wrote the story after it I, I'd, I'd say this check out The Departed after you see Black Mass or vice versa it doesn't matter Interesting. and it's kind of a cool now The Departed say it way, the, you know, way more superior movie but just kind of cool just to compare the two just something just throwing that out there that's good to know uh, I've been wanting to watch Superbad again lately because <laughs> I forgot a lot about it so funny. So oh, Super Bad is one of the great comedies of the past. And and it's like as yeah, it it is. It really is. Yeah. And as we, we I, as we said before when we reviewed Trainwreck, um, that uh, oh, never mind. 
I just thought, what's his name directed this? Oh, uh, Jed Apatow. Jed Apatow. No, yeah, it's directed really well. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Super Rad's great. Though. It holds up. I have seen it semi-recently. And it, it's it's been hilarious. years, and, and I was really looking forward to rewatching it. So I was, that's just good. Uh, I watched Insomnia for the first time probably since it came out. So that's 2004. Oh, yeah, that is a And um, I still just don't like it very much. Really? No, I think Al Pacino's good in it, but I just don't like the story. Really? Just, huh. yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. I think for, it's so good. For um, the director, Christopher, uh, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. But I just think it's mediocre. I, th- I think Pacino's so good in it, like you said, but I think I love the cinematography in it. Uh, it is shot really well. It's shot really, it's really, really well. Because it's in Alaska and... But uh, I think the only thing I like about it was Al Pacino. Oh, well, yeah. I'll take that then. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Figured you might. Um, okay, I, I yeah, I watched an officer and gentleman. I just think it's a good movie. I see that movie probably five or ten times. Strangely, I don't know why. It's just a good really, story. yeah, yeah. That's so that's, strange. That's so it's random. Strange. I will watch a lot of random old movies. Yeah, no, I like Officer and <laughs> Gentleman, but I probably haven't seen it in fifteen years. Uh, the Born Identity and the Born Supremacy are now on Netflix, and so I dug into both of those. They're just. They're just great action movies. You want to know the truth? I'm not big on Bourne movies. No? I just I just don't get into I it. I like just how it's practical effects. I think they're fine. They're, they're, I think they're pretty entertaining. You don't like them, huh? I, just, I think they're overrated, honestly. Mm. I just like, like if we're doing a most overrated list, they might actually make my list. Because people love them. I mean, people absolutely love them. They think they're gr- the greatest thing. And we they forgot make about them when we did our action list. Yeah, we did. Well, I didn't. I just didn't. Include uh, it. Yeah, I, I completely forgot to bring it up. At least uh, bring it up. Well, you my know. thing is also, I they're all the same movie to me. That's like, true. if you were to say, like, Born Identity, Born Ultimate, like, I, I actually like the first one. I should say that. But then, I guess just as a whole, as a series, I was just like, that's all the same movie at this point. Like, that's true. Like, like yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, last thing I want to bring up is Narcos. It's Netflix, uh, one of their original series that's really picking up. Have you Every, ever seen it yet? Everybody's talking about Kevin it. Kevin Durant likes it. Holy yeah, cow. It's, I haven't watched it yet. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen Cocaine Cowboys, the documentary, but it is a trip. And um, I hear he's the, insane. The deaths, the death toll, the the I don't know the drug um, <laughs> trafficking yeah. going on is insanely. I don't know. Creative is the right word. It's just insane how much drugs come over here. And so the TV show does a very good job of portraying it. And honestly, what I, the one thing I think I like the most about it is is that when it comes to talking about. Um, the uh, the bad guy. Oh gosh, Jacob, hang on one second. I almost said Fidel Castro. <laughs> when it comes out talking about uh, Pablo Escobar, like say if it's a news conference or a a, a Photoshop, mm-hmm. Photoshop, a photo shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm nailing it tonight. Um, they will just show the real clips. They don't. That's they cool. don't. Add, they're like, you know, we're not going to try and like, you know, dub in our actor here. We're just going to show the real stuff. That's actually really cool. And then yeah. boom, the very next shot will be the actor trying to right. do his job. And it's really cool how they're kind of making, mm. they're showing like the story of Pablo Escobar outside of just who this guy is. I hear he's like insane, horrible, but also kind of likable. Well, that's it. I wouldn't say insane, horrible. I would say he's kind of likable. Yeah. And that may be the actors. But, you know, uh, when you watch it, you know, there are things that, you know, I didn't know. He ran for um, for office for, in Colombia. Mm-hmm. He uh, did all the kind of election touring. And so a lot of people really liked him. He's kind of like a Robin Hood kind of character in Colombia. He gives all, you know, a lot of money to the poor people. They just don't know who he is or that wow. he was trafficking all these drugs. And another thing that's really cool about the show is that they're hiring, you know, no-name actors. I mean, Wagner Mora is the who plays Pablo Escobar. I know him from Elysium. Um, he's uh, a, he's a really good actor. He's a really he, well. He can be a really good actor, but everyone else in it I've never seen before. In fact, dude, Pedro Pascal, that's Oberyn from Game of Thrones. Oh, it yep. is. I never yep. recognized yeah. him. Yeah. That, as soon as I saw his name, I was like, <laughs> I'm sold. I loved Oberyn. Oh, uh, now there's a guy named Boyd Holbrook. I want to point out. He's the DA who's in charge of this. Um, you know, uh, going over there and shutting down or as best they can the whole drug system. And never seen him before. Don't know anything about him, but he's pretty pretty solid. Um, actor and he looks a lot like the real character, the real Steve mm. Murphy, um, who in the cocaine ca- in a cop- coping cocaine cowboys in that cocaine cowboys documentary, uh, I remember seeing him throughout it, you know, being interviewed, and he looks pretty spot on, just like him. So, uh, really good show, and again, just a crazy story. I can't believe this goes on and everyone just turns a blind eye, right. you know, for all the people in their politics and whatever, what a bunch of hypocrites because of all the deaths and murders that come out of drug trafficking. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Good movie. Good show. So 
There we go. That's it. It's a high recommendation. I'm a- I'm actually really really interested in Narcos. Have you been wanting to watch that? Yeah. Everybody's been talking about it lately. Missy actually just started it uh, a couple nights ago. I've and my brother kept telling me to watch it. Sorry. How many how many are out? I mean, I know it's Netflix. So I would it's guess all probably out, eight. Yeah, that's that right. sounds right. Eight or twelve. I, I'm sorry, usually I didn't with mean Netflix. Netflix series. No, no, no. I'm curious. Uh, and they're already coming out with the second season pretty quickly because of how popular this first season has been. Uh, there are ten episodes okay. for the first season. Yeah, and, I'm, um, I'm definitely. I've only watch seen it. three, but <laughs> good stuff. There you go, Narcos. Uh, Rachel, what have you watched lately? Um, I I don't think either one of you saw this, but I saw Ninety Nine Homes. Yeah, I really want to see. I really want to see that movie. Actually, Um, it got great reviews. Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon, and it's basically if you read it, if you read the description of it, I don't feel like it is really accurate to what it's about. It says it's about the housing industry, and it is, um, but it sounds like it's going to be a lot more political than it is, and that was kind of a turnoff for me because I don't really like political stuff. and while there is a lot of commentary going on about that, it's really more about the characters. And the characters are really interesting to me, both of them. And I love Andrew Garfield. I mean, Michael uh, Shannon is, is a great actor. He's we already a fun know that. Actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Andrew Garfield, I feel like, gets overlooked a lot of times, or people don't really think of him as being a good actor because he's Spider Man. I think he can be whiny. That's um, one of the complaints I have with him. I, I didn't find him whiny at all. I mm. really loved his character. Uh, but. It kind of went under the radar, but I highly recommend that. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. When I watched the trailer, it looked like it was a little heavy-handed. Was it at all? Um, I I didn't find it to be heavy-handed because I was more interested in the characters than than what it was saying about government and Topic, the housing right? issues. Does Michael Shannon like play a bad guy? Yes. Yeah. He plays such a good bad guy. He's, He's such a, a great bad guy. He's such you, a good actor. And, and, and I like Andrew. Somehow you, I like Andrew Garfield. Somehow you like him and you hate him at the same time. Like it, he plays it really well. They're both fantastic in it's this just movie. He's just got so much character in his face. You know, he does he's do a, a lot of face acting. Looking actor. Yes. And uh, I mean, you know, he's no Brad Pitt. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, pretty much any supporting role he's ever done. I mean, he's he's fun to watch. And he's intense. He's very intense. Yeah. yeah. He's he's great. Uh, yeah. I I've been wanting to see that. I'm actually you reminded me. To go see it, so I actually will see it. High recommendations on that one. Um, I also saw Goosebumps. Yeah, Rachel and I actually saw that together. We did, and it it was actually a lot of fun. It's it got good fun, reviews. I'm curious about it, I'm, I'm and it's so... get, when, when neither one of us what, uh, read the books. Yeah, did, did you, you read, read the, the Goosebumps books? book? Yeah, that was yeah past I think my time. I think it was Same a little was, bit past you know, all of us. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> the Hardy Boys, the Hardy Boys, uh, Nancy Drew, you know, things like that. Yeah, you I, were like I, Sherlock Holmes and yeah. things like that. <laughs> I, I think was it was. <laughs> I think it was probably the closest to me, and it may have actually been my generation because I think like Sherry Bray, our friend Sherry Bray, read the, the Goosebumps books, and we're right around that same age range. But I just didn't get into horror stuff when I was little. Anyway, you don't need to have read the books to enjoy the movie, but I'm sure that there's a major added level of enjoyment if you have actually read the books for sure because they're based on these actual books and all these characters come alive from the books so i'm sure if you've read the books you're like oh it's the oh that guy or he oh, was my favorite yeah. or, but i will say even it was though it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and even though it's a kids horror movie there are a few like really well shot creepy scenes there are and the villain is actually kind of creepy there was yeah. a few times that i was like oh that's creepy yeah. like well because the main villain is is a dummy and <laughs> Like a puppet, like a dummy, and he's creepy. Like I mean, he they're naturally creepy. creepy anyways. But I mean, especially he for made a great man. villain. He did. He made a really I, good villain. I it was Jack Black. I guess it's not okay. Now Jack Black uh, is. He's just, well, here here's the interesting thing, and and it's kind of a twist. So I don't know if we should say it. If you're going to watch like it, I feel like it's pretty obvious. Jack Black is actually playing R.L. Stein, and R.L. Stein is the writer of the Goosebumps That's books. That's what I figured he was. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he's just the holder of the books, then they right. escape. And the only reason I can spoil that is because it's in the trailer. Right. Right. He yeah. was very uh, he was very over-the-top Jack Black. Yeah, but, like, but it works for purpose, this movie. It does. Yeah. It's a fun, enjoyable... You, you'll have a good time watching this movie. I did have a good time watching and it. Even, just, even with, I, when I see the trailer, I just think of Jumanji. Uh, I can see how you yeah. get that because, like, kind of all hell's breaking loose, yes. and yeah, I is, can kind of see that. Is it but... CGI heavy, like a little too much? Uh, it is, one point it is like CGI that. heavy, but, that, but it was it was done really well. It was I done felt. well. 
It definitely better CGI than most kids. Yes, movies. kids movies than, they usually than Jumanji CGI. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kids movies at. they usually just don't care. They're like, well, kids don't know the difference. We'll just slap this on. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad enough that I was like, oh, there's so much CGI in this movie. They did. They did really well with it. I thought. Yeah, uh, definitely worth seeing. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad we reviewed all these movies that have come out because there's we keep talking about. There's a lot of movies yeah, coming missed... out, and so if this does seem long, at least we're covering for the most part movies. Yeah, that all recently come out lately. And it's got a great song in it by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs that I've been obsessed with ever since. <laughs> heads full roll. Yeah, 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 yes. That's a great song. Uh, what else you got, Rachel? That's pretty much all the movies that I've seen. I have watched randomly. I watched Last Man on Earth. Um, it's getting a little bit oh, of buzz. Yeah. The Will Forte uh, I hear nothing series. but good things about it. Yeah. I, I don't know that I love it, but I, I like it enough to keep watching it. Where are you watching it at? Hulu. Really? Zany. No, it was out available yet. It cool. is. It's got both seasons. They're about, uh, I want to say this episode was episode five of season two. So I, I caught up on it. The rumor is that they're canceling the show because it's just not getting enough, you know, hits. But like it's becoming a cult following show. I, I can absolutely see it being a show like that. Yeah. I, I don't love it by any means, but it's entertaining enough. I want to watch it because I hear nothing but good things. Yeah. Uh, it's some of the humor is not my humor, but I actually think it, it might be more your humor. Yeah. I, I think that you would like it. But, cool. Um, Walking Dead started. That's cool. Yeah, Have we talked like, about Walking like Dead? terribly overrated shows. Yeah, well, actually, I will say this about Walking Dead. <laughs> I'll always I, dog it. <laughs> I have a, no, I have a huge attitude against Walking Dead. Huge. I watch it, but it angers me on a regular basis. But I will say that I do feel like they are actually trying to make it a good show now. Like they, right. like the writers have admitted to themselves that maybe this isn't the best show and they're slowly trying to make it into a better show because their characters are starting to make smarter decisions. Um, the acting is progressively getting better. There's better shots in it even. And there was one episode that I thought was good that uh, I think most Walking Dead fans thought was really slow. But it's because they were actually taking time to develop things like they should. Is that little boy dead yet? Carl? No. Is Carl dead yet? <laughs> Carl. 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 So annoying. Still. still uh, you know what? Well, I've heard other people say that too. So that's, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I, would, I wouldn't it say up. it's worth investing the time in to catch up to where it is now because it's starting to get slightly better. If you didn't like it, then I wouldn't invest the time into it. But mm. as somebody who has followed it all the way through, I'm, I'm happy with a lot of the changes that they're making. And that's difficult for me to say right. as a, as a loud and proud Walking Dead is overrated. Got it. Well, person. Walking Dead fans out there, don't hold your breath about me watching it anytime soon, but maybe I'll pick it back up. <laughs> I think that's it. Brandon, what have you been watching? Uh, well, we've talked about a few of the things that I was going to talk about, The Walk and uh, Goosebumps. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about is a movie I haven't watched yet, uh, but I'm hearing such good things about it. Misty and I have been trying to watch it for a week now, but it's long, and we haven't got the chance to sit down and watch it, but I think we're going to watch it this week. Uh, Beasts of No Nation. Have either of you seen it? Is this one that's on Netflix? It's the one that's on Netflix. It's, got a, it's with uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. And, I mean, the the reviews on it have been insanely good. And the interesting thing about this is it must have had some sort of theatrical run or something. They're doing something because they're saying that it can get Oscar nominated, which is weird oh, for wow. a movie produced and shown on. And, of course, the director and writer uh, was the same guy that did the first season of True Detective. So, I mean, there's a lot of really? talent behind it. Now it's got my attention. Yeah. Uh, it's And it's based on a true story, I believe. And anyways, I've been hearing some – reading a lot about – it's funny because I've read a lot about this, but I haven't got to sit down and watch it yet. So I was actually just going to toss it out to you two because I didn't think either of you had seen it as possibly a movie that we could review uh, just because it's getting so much buzz. Wow, Netflix is changing everything. It's so weird. They really are. Huh. It's crazy. I mean, the fact if this gets nominated for Oscars, they're saying that Idris Elba uh, could win the uh, uh, supporting actor Oscar. That'd be it. awesome. Yeah, really? yeah. Apparently, he's horrible in it. He's like, uh, he's the guy that like, uh, I guess he's like a ruthless dictator type yeah. with these kids. Um, but I'm really, really curious about Beast of No Nation. Um, I guess we should bring up Sicario again real quick because I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, Sicario, I, I think you we, you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, and I saw it. 
My review on it two weeks ago was that I thought it was one dimensional. I was disappointed in what they did with Emily Blunt's character, mm-hmm. and I thought that uh, the path that they went down with um, Benicio del Toro, Benicio del Toro, was. I mean, the movie went from not knowing about what was going on or trying to do the right thing to a movie about revenge, and I just, I just here really is my thoughts on it. it. Uh, first ten minutes, whoa, this is so cool and yep. interesting. Yep. The next hour and a half, <laughs> oh my gosh, will something freaking happen? Yeah. And then the last twenty minutes, like, oh well, that was weird. Why did they do that? Okay, <laughs> that's exactly that was, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was weird. I mean, it's like yeah. okay. Like, they yeah. just completely backdoored her. Yeah, they did. And, like, it didn't... It was just... It was such a strange turn of events, but yeah. one that wasn't satisfying in any sort of way whatsoever. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it... it. I mean, I, and I get what they were going for, but I, it just there didn't was no, for To me, me, not much resolution outside of the satisfaction that... Uh, Benicio del Toro's character had yeah with his revenge with his revenge that's it and they made that kind of heroic but really he was kind of a bad guy too yeah it's a it's a weird I and don't then know. Blunt just got screwed yeah. yeah yeah anyway I was curious what and Josh Brolin was kind of wasted yeah he and was, you know what uh, he was just smacking thing, his gun the whole time yeah, the whole time and it, the being other thing cocky I thought, yeah and and he wasn't even like all this serious nasty stuff was going on and he was like. Cracking like one line, like, oh, yeah, why don't you can cross the road? Cool, we can do some drugs. Cool. Yep, I mean, exactly. it was like, it was ridiculous. Yep. Like, I couldn't take him seriously because he wasn't taking anything seriously. Yeah, that was, and this, so it kind of came, it, he became comical in the way and yeah. not believable. Right. And then, what did you think of the uh, the shot when they were going into the, the uh, tunnel? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that the, was cool. The silhouette and you yes. know, the backdrop, you know, uh, I thought that was filmed really well. It and was. of course, one of the night vision. Yeah. That was fun. But that's really not much and more to say. And I didn't like say. the turn that Benicio del Toro's character took because it led you to believe he was, he was one way. And then, like, what he did to the uh, character that kind of that helped him escape or whatever. Mm-hmm. The the cop that we had invested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 sub, that, the sub story, yeah. Yeah, the sub story, which was, to me was actually the most interesting part of the movie. I was oh, more I invested. Was, I, but I, I was saw more, it coming from the beginning. Well, yeah, I well, agree, but I actually, they close. were probably the only people that I actually cared about, I guess. Sure. Uh, and they got screwed, too, and, like, for no reason. Yeah, it was like, kind of a no, no point, point even being there. whatsoever. Yeah. And, it, and it betrayed Benicio del Toro's character. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. Okay, cool. I just want to hear about it real quick. I, I like that we talked about that movie in Riddles. <laughs> Like we're really, we're very non. Yep, I have no idea what just happened. But that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not going to watch it anyways because you're both like oh. spoiling it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that is Pulp Fiction. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, uh, our sister podcast, Pulp Fiction Top Fives, uh, we're going to count down our top five actresses because I thought that we were all going to uh, agree that Jessica Chastain was great in Crimson Peak. So I was like, hey, let's do favorite actresses. So everybody's like, yay. And then Jacob's like, she sucked. But <laughs> either way, we're still going to count down our top five favorite actresses. Be sure to listen to Pulp Fiction, our top five. Thank you for listening this week.